0: All right, welcome to Kahuna and the Wasp, Episode 4. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today we're going to discuss what's going on this week in the NFL. We're going to talk about the New York Jets, Philadelphia Eagles, and some fantasy football. We will also discuss some over-unders and this week's upcoming betting lines. I want to welcome my co-host, Kahuna.
1: Hey, how you doing, buddy?
0: Good, good. Good to have you back. Hey, it's good to be here. This week we will also have a special guest, Mr. John Glass, We're looking forward to hearing his viewpoints on some of the upcoming matchups this week.
1: Well, here we are again. Uh, Let's talk about the Eagles a little bit. Uh, Like I said last week, you know, we didn't think they were going to take the Chiefs, and we didn't think they were going to take Tampa, and that's the way it turned out. But I got to say. It was a tough loss for the Eagles, and there was a few moments of really inspired defense. Uh, Actually, I really enjoyed watching the game. Uh, There's still some obvious coaching and and play calling issues, I believe. You know, they need to run the ball a little more, as we saw late in the game with Sanders. So, uh, you know, I I just think that the team is is coming along, and I think if they go ahead and they they work on, uh, you know, fixing the way they they use Hurts in particular – this team's got some wins ahead of it.
0: Yeah, the Eagles did lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 28-22 on Thursday. Uh, here's a quick breakdown. Philadelphia Eagles now 2-4. and four. Jalen Hurts went 12 for 26, had 115 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. Jalen Hurts was the leading rusher with 10 attempts, 44 yards, but he had two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Miles Sanders did come alive in the second half. They started giving him the ball a little bit more. Uh, I think they need a lot more Miles Sanders uh, for them to beat Oakland next week.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, for me, I look at the uh, Eagles and I look at Hurts, and Hurts has been having personally good games, uh, and he's putting up great fantasy numbers, but has he really been helping the Eagles win? And right now he kind of a little bit of a liability with his deep passing, throw accuracy issues, and just making some bad decisions.
0: I think he's doing a great job on the ground running the ball, but... As the season goes on, taking hit after hit after hit after hit, hit, give it to your running backs. That's why these guys work out the way they do. They could take the hit a little bit more. They're not passing the ball game as well, so something to think about. Uh, Also want to give a shout-out to Zach Ertz. He led the way on the receiving side, four receptions, 29 yards and a touchdown. He's now traded to Arizona. Uh, But a lot of good things from Ertz as a Philadelphia tight end over the years. A lot of respect for him. He brought his A game almost week after week after week, and I think the Eagles are going to be sad to uh, see him in Arizona.
1: know. I'm going to miss uh, Zach. He's been a great tight end. Uh, He's actually could have had a couple extra touchdowns this year already if Ertz would have uh, made the throws in the end zone. I think he's going to have a great uh, career uh, to finish off out in Arizona. They need a tight end. They love to throw, and Murray's pretty darn accurate. So Ertz is going to have a great time out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, that also means the GM and the team has to be satisfied with Dallas Goddard and what he's bringing to the field as well. Uh, adding Devontae Smith now on the outside really changes things up, uh, you know, with the big receiver. So we'll see. A uh, quick recap also on the Tampa Bay Bucs. They're now 5-1. and one. The GOAT, Tom Brady, went 34 for 42, 297 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Our man Leonard Fournette, 22 attempts, 81 yards, two touchdowns. He went beast mode. We did uh, talk about him having a good game last week and Antonio Brown still doing it still putting in the work nine receptions 93 yards and a touchdown
1: yeah I know we did talk about Tampa and the predictions last week I knew Leonard was going to have a great game but you know he just hasn't been able to find the end zone but with two touchdowns now he's a monster so uh, you go with uh, Leonard Fournette coming forward And up next for the Philadelphia Eagles
0: is the 4-2 Oakland Raiders. They did beat Denver last week. Currently, the line is Las Vegas minus 3, the over under 48.5. Kahuna, what do you think about the Eagles and the Raiders next week?
1: I think it's going to be an interesting game, and even though uh, Oakland's favorite, I would imagine, uh, I think the Eagles are going to put up a heck of a show, and I'm seeing them as a contender to win this game.
0: Yeah, I agree. As long as Miles Sanders becomes a little bit more involved, the old Penn State running back, I think every time he gets a chance to showcase his skills, he's ripping off a 20-yard rush. He's taking a big pass. I think they just need to feed him the ball and make sure he's he's their number one option on the offensive side of the ball moving to this game.
1: Yep, and if they go ahead and they keep their eye on Jacobs, who's really playing a little bit hurt right now, uh, and they bottle him up and they put a little pressure on Carr, and you know the Eagles' defense has been stepping up a little bit more lately. If they can go ahead and, and play a little mistake-free uh, football, stop from the penalties, and go ahead and get in Carr's face, I like the Eagles here.
0: All right, so we'll see what happens when the Eagles take on the four and two Oakland Raiders. Fantasy football. All right, we'll talk a little fantasy football. Wide receiver, we got to start with Chris Godwin of Tampa Bay. Last week, five targets, five receptions, forty-three yards, no touchdowns, nine fantasy points. He'll be playing the Chicago Bears this week. Projected nineteen points. He's a great receiver from Penn State, super talent. Number fifty-seven overall fantasy player right now. What do you think yeah, of he's, Godwin?
1: He's playing really well. Um, but guess what? He's playing with Antonio Brown. He's playing with Chris Evans. They got uh, even though Gronk is out. Mike got, Evans. Sorry, yeah, Mike Evans. And uh, O.J. Howard, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people out there taking his uh, his looks. So do I think he's going to have a decent game even against a tough Chicago D? I do, but one I think uh, Fournette's going to get more run going against Chicago, so there won't be as many passes, and Brady may not have to be that busy in a passing offense. So I'm looking what maybe uh, five receptions, 50 yards, but no touchdowns for Godwin.
0: I think he'll have a touchdown. I think with a uh Pass rush, like Chicago, Uh, Godwin in the slot is going to get some quick feeds right away. And typically, if they're in the red zone, that quick feed that usually goes to Gronk might go to him. So I'm going to say, you know, 555 and a touchdown, so... Let's move on. Robert Woods from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Quiet week, five targets, two two receptions, 31 yards, and a touchdown, 12 fantasy points. Playing the Detroit Lions this week, projected 17 points. Um, I say he's always getting the second best corner right now with Cooper Cup exploding. He's the number four fantasy player in the league right now. But uh, Robert Woods, super tough player, plays in the slot. Uh, number 68 player, Robert Woods. What do you think?
1: Uh, Cooper Cup. you're right. He's a monster. But Robert Woods is playing very well. He's just not getting all the looks. Um, I think in this game, there's going to be looks for everyone. So I already see that uh, they're going to spread it around really well. Robert Woods is going to get his opportunities. I should... Imagine him getting five, six catches, uh, 65 yards, and a touchdown. So I like Woods.
0: Yeah, it sounds about right. You know, I worry about maybe getting up early on the Lions, running the ball a lot in the second half. But, I mean, they'll have to put up points early, so... I agree with you, uh, and then finally we got Tyree Kill out of Kansas City. I mean, monster game: twelve targets, nine receptions, seventy-six yards and a touchdown, twenty-three fantasy points. Playing at Tennessee next week, twenty-one projected. I mean, he's got a great quarterback in Mahomes. He's super fast. He's the number nine overall fantasy
1: player this year. What do you think of Tyree Kill? Hey, Tyree Kill is just a monster. You know, he's playing with a little injured quad, but it didn't seem to hold him back too much last week. Uh, Mahomes is looking a little more comfortable. I think he's going to make his throws. They're going to spread the ball around. Uh, You know, their run game without CEH is a little bit uh, hampered, although Darrell Williams is doing well. They're going to use Tyreek. He's going to get open. He'll probably get, what, eight, nine receptions, 95 yards, and at least a touchdown
0: yeah i like tyree kill at all three receivers that's who i would start i also think chris godwin would come in then second robert woods then the third but all great players all great receivers i would start any of them on my fantasy team absolutely all right let's go to running back let's start with again another los angeles ram daryl henderson jr 21 rush 78 yards and a touchdown also two receptions 29 yards and a touchdown out of the backfield 25 fantasy points again playing detroit 20 projected uh number 58 overall player he's playing great supporting stafford uh catching the big touchdown out of the backfield so he's doing it with his hands and then he has sony michelle stepping in when he needs a break and he's running the ball well so a lot of good things from the running backs in los angeles
1: well absolutely and you know darryl was hurt there for uh, a little about a little week week and a half and everyone's always knocking darryl for not being able to put a season together without getting injured but when he's uh, healthy like he is right now he's going to be a stand-up wr1 no problem um, yeah, I, I think Detroit's a run-funnel uh, defense. I think Stafford's going to be uh, – you know, he came from Detroit when the trade would go off. So he's going to want to go back there and show what he could do. He wants to show the Detroit fans – that uh, some of his issues really didn't have to do with football, but had to do with the team. So he's going to want to make a statement game. I think you're going to see Daryl uh, maybe run one in and maybe uh, take a pass in for a touchdown. He's going to have a great game.
0: Yeah, I'll give him 15 to 18 rushes, almost 100 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So. There you go. Uh, next, we got Jonathan Taylor out of Indianapolis, 14 rush, 145 rush yards, two touchdowns on the ground, plus a reception for 13 yards, 29 fantasy points, playing at San Francisco this week, 16 projected. It had a monster game, another monster Wisconsin running back, and the number 21 overall player. What do you think of Jonathan Taylor?
1: Well, he, he's their guy, right? And, uh, you know, he's there to keep Wentz out of trouble. And Wentz has been slowly but getting back into uh, the quarterback play. He had the ankle issues earlier in the season. But, you know, he doesn't have to do much, and that's the way they like to use him. So they're going to use uh, Taylor as a workhorse against San Fran. But remember, San Fran's coming off the bye. They're getting a little healthier. Their defense wasn't bad going into the bye, and it's probably a little stronger coming out of the bye. I think it's gonna be a tough game for uh Taylor. But if the Colts wanna win, and I think they can win this game, they're gonna to have to go ahead and run Taylor Hart.
0: Yeah, I agree. It'd be a good game for Taylor. You know, they also have not what Niamh Hines, uh and Marlon Mack, who is Got a lot of trade discussions with him. There's a lot of good running backs there. So moving forward, Aaron Jones at Green Bay. Love this guy. 13 rushes, 76 yards, four targets, four receptions, and a touchdown. 21 fantasy points playing Washington football team, 19 projected. He's the number 26 overall fantasy player. He's great out of the backfield. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. And he loves to find the end zone. He's had a couple four touchdown games before. He's not the biggest running back. He's not Derrick Henry by any means, but he finds the hole. He's always on the field. He seems to get banked up here and there in the third, fourth quarter, but he's always there week to week.
1: Well, you see, this year they're doing a little something different in Green Bay. They're kind of using more of a uh, running back committee with uh, A.J. Dillon, and I think that's trying to keep Aaron Jones healthy for the playoffs. Uh, You know, Green Bay's playing well. They're definitely going to make the playoffs. They may make a serious run. So they want to keep all their uh, their guys healthy and happy. So they're going to be playing Washington. Yeah, where is the Washington defense we overheard heard about in the offseason? They're just not there. They're losing uh, guys in the uh, in the secondary. They're not stopping the run. So Aaron Jones, he's going to get his play easy. I I think he's good for 15 attempts, 75 yards, at least a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I agree. So if I had to pick a back here, I'm probably going to go this week. I, I think Daryl Henderson's going to get the points this week. But again, all three of these running backs are uh, definitely RB ones. No question. Absolutely. All right, we want to welcome our guest, Mr. John Glass Jr. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We want to get your viewpoint today on you know, the Jet Patriot game coming up. Again, we want to talk a little bit Derek Henry, so talking to one of the greatest Rutgers offensive linemen that you had, we want to see your viewpoint on what he's doing this year because it's been pretty special. Looking forward to it. So Let's start with the uh, New York Jets. New York Jets coming off a bye week. They're going to be playing the Patriots. They're 1-4 right now. Zach Wilson for the year, 98, 171 attempts, just over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, nine interceptions. Michael Carter, the leading running back, 165 yards, two touchdowns, and Corey Davis leading the way, 302 yards, three touchdowns. Guna, what do you think of the Jets so far?
1: Well, look, uh, they haven't been terrible. They've just been turning the ball over and making some mistakes, and it's been catching them. I think their defense has uh, been playing reasonably well. Uh, Their offensive line could
2: use a little bit of work. And they got to figure out a game plan that gives Zach a little bit more time. John? Yeah, I agree. Um, there are young teams that are going to make young mistakes, you know, and they have a brand new head coach. So that's to be expected as well. And um, the defense, like you mentioned, is playing very well. Well, they have a defensive head coach makes perfect sense. So I think if they continue to building with that, with that defense and that defensive mentality and just continue to mature as a team, I mean, you're starting quarterbacks, a rookie, so it's going to take a little bit of time to mature. But I think, you know, what the Jets have going on now with that core new coach the core defense I think that's gonna take a lot of pressure off the quarterback in the future which should hopefully open up things a little bit as well so um not terrible. Still got some work to do, but um, you know a lot of NFL teams do as well, so not a not a big deal.
0: Yeah, definitely a typical rookie quarterback uh, first five games. You know, double the interceptions. It's a lot of interceptions, but he doesn't really have a strong run game to go to another rookie. You know, Michael Carter on the back end only 165 yards. That's al- almost one game for Derrick Henry. You know, there has to be a little more production out of the backfield to help your quarterback.
2: I would highly agree with that. Um, that comes down to the offensive line as well. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's always going to be a big piece, something that I believe they're still building in New York as well. Uh, the culture with the offensive line and, uh, you know, just having somebody young, again, behind that offensive line is always going to make a little bit of a – it's going to be tough at first to kind of get it going. But I think as the season goes along, the run game usually continues to evolve. And, you know, as the offensive line has some cohesion together, the, the, the backs kind of understand what's going on a little bit better. I think you're going to see the run game evolve a little bit more as the season goes on with them.
0: How do you feel when you're in a huddle as an offensive lineman like you played, when you're running the ball and you know the team can't stop? What is that feeling
2: like? Oh, man, it's 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 a, it's a it's an empowering feeling. You know, it's a, it's just the the feeling where you can just impose your will, I guess, is what you say, onto the other team. Uh, it's a great feeling, and you want to keep hearing the run being called, right? Because you know it's a positive thing. You know you're going to pick up yards. And um, just evolving the, the evolution of the game, you know, when you control that run game, it makes everything else easier on the quarterback. It makes the play-action game a lot better. So everything, um, everything happens positive when you have a strong run game. So I think, you know, focusing on that is definitely going to be a big thing for them because it makes you feel great when you know <laughs> there's another run called. They can't stop it. They are just physically moving them up front. We're going to get four or five yards every time. It feels great as an offensive lineman. That's awesome insight. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like you said, you got the two rookie
1: running backs and uh, you know they're trying to find their way and Coleman he's kind of gassed I don't think there's much left in the tank there but once that line starts gelling up and they uh, protect Zach they make some holes and you know the best way to protect your quarterback is making the holes so let's let's get that offensive line working
0: so big game against the New England Patriots they are two and four Mac Jones again a rookie having a good season those seven touchdowns six interceptions I think it's a great rookie start uh, Damien Harris also 330 war- 31 yards, three touchdowns. And then Jacoby Myers uh, leading the way at wide receiver, 36 receptions, 346 yards, but no touchdowns. They need more from the wide receiver position. You can't have a leading receiver with no touchdowns. So I always say this is why Brady is now in Tampa. (laughs) It's because now he has Godwin, Evans, Brown, Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Leonard Fournette. It just keeps going and going and going, and you don't see that yet as a Patriot fan, so that has to be frustrating
2: weapons i mean you you said it you you need those weapons you need those 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 guys are going to be a threat on the outside. You know uh, why Brady left. You know there's there's a lot of things to it, but I know that probably is one of them as well. Um, But you listen, you got again, we got a rookie quarterback looking very good for the Mm -hmm. Patriots. Though I mean, he's looking very good, which makes sense why the moves were made and which they were made in terms of releasing Cam and making him the starter and putting him in the forefront. And uh, you know, the talk was he was always the most NFL ready right away. Um, You know whether he's going to continue to build on that, that's to be seen. You know, but I think he's playing very well and. You know the weapons, of course. You, you they, they need to put a little bit more around them. I know the Patriots did a lot, especially sprucing up the defense, which shows now, and that obviously takes pressure off the rookie quarterback. But uh, they're gonna definitely need some a little bit a little bit more weapons. To surround this guy, where he can really make—he's good at making these quick decisions. But if we can get guys that could be a little bit more explosive at these positions, I think the Patriots can take it to the next level—is what they're looking for. Gonna be, a, gonna be, a, gonna be a good test for the Jets, though. Jets defense, especially.
0: Yeah, you're right about Mac Jones. I mean, just look at the Cowboy game—he throws that big pick, and then all of a sudden he comes back, throws the big touchdown. So pick. he's not afraid. He was in Alabama. These moments are, you know, every Saturday for those guys. So we'll see what happens. But right now, currently, New England's minus six, minus six and a half, over under forty-two. I think it's going to be tough for the Jets to go into the Patriots and win just the way they've been playing. I hope the Jets win. I hope they win every single week. But Bill Belichick, still Bill Belichick, and against the Jets until we beat him, we'll see what happens.
1: Well, if anybody would have said that they're coming up for their fourth home game and they haven't won a game at home yet, the Patriots, nobody would have taken that bet. And right now, New England is mad. They are mad. They, They had Dallas right where they wanted them at the end, and they let it go. Uh, so they're going to come in. It's going to be. I think it's just going to be too tough for the Jets. I think the Jets are going to play them tough. I think they're going to hang in the game for a while. But New England's not going to lose another game at home.
0: Uh, we'll see what happens. Jets at Patriots. Uh, One o'clock this Sunday, October twenty fourth. Uh, so John Glass, uh, you're working for Primerica right now. Why don't you tell us a little bit how you're helping the community, how you're teaching uh, financial education to everyone out there.
2: Absolutely. Well, that's, that's always a great topic. Um, something I feel that everybody needs and, um, you know, what's unique about what we do is, you know, our, our, our office here locally in the Lehigh Valley, we happen to have one of the best guys on, the uh, you know, wealth asset management, part of the business, which is part of what we do. And, uh, we have a great way to get that information to people. We do what's called an investment philosophy for wealth seminar. I mean, it's unbelievable information, how to create wealth from nothing. And, um, you know, this is years, this is 30 plus years of information compiled, um, from from somebody very very knowledgeable in the business and is now sharing this information back with the community. Part of what we do is sharing the financial education message, regardless. But this seminar is a great way to kind of take a lot of these messages, put it in a put it in a nice package with a great story and a great understanding of the market. A lot of people, you know, are confused about it or have confusion about it or only hear about when bad things happen. But um, there's the, there's a great story to it, and um, it's unbelievable information. I believe the best you know free financial information you're ever going to get, and uh, we, we're we're blessed. That we have somebody in our office that's able to do this for us, but once a month, the third Thursday of the month, usually we do this investment philosophy for wealth seminars on Zoom, free to all of our guests. So that's one of the ways in which we're continuing to spread our message of, of helping families financially and preaching the financial uh, uh, education. But uh, this the seminar we have on, on the investment philosophy, just some really, really good information, and um, you know, knowledgeable guys doing it. I think that's a great piece as well. But that's kind of part of what we do, just to continue to give that knowledge back and help the community.
0: And you can do it on zoom so you can be home and you can get into this seminar and you can hear all this information for free.
2: Absolutely. Um, we're going to post a zoom link, uh, so you can be able to get it right here. And, um, the the zoom link is uh, free for all of our guests. All you got to do is log in listen in. Um, you know, we're going to introduce his name is Ron Weber. Um, he's a national director of our company, multi-millionaire advisor and just a really great and humble guy. But, uh, yeah, we go through a lot of information. I mean, it's about goes for about an hour and a half. Um, he has over three hours of information. We kind of condensed it down a little bit. Uh, but it's just great information. And then, you know, I just love being able to put that knowledge into somebody and then help them take the next steps, whatever it is for them and their family. So just part of what we do. But, you know, just continue to evolve with the whole technology and Zoom and getting our message and getting our information out to more people.
0: All right. Sounds fantastic. I mean, there it is. Sports and financial education. They really need to go hand in hand.
2: Physically fit, financially fit. Right. It, uh, it kind of goes together. So I love uh, pairing them up. All right. So if you
0: need anything, uh, we'll we'll share the link and uh, everyone reach John Glass for financial education. Absolutely. Lock of the week. All right. Let's go over some of our picks of the week uh, so far. Kahuna six and three. Wasp six and three. And our guests okay. have been six and three. So uh, we want to thank Don for coming last week, going three and zero. Oh, uh, the play of the week: the Titans, the
1: plus five and a half. Hey, before we go any further, and I need to reach out to the Tennessee listeners out there, especially Nick. I am sorry. Last week, I picked the Bills. I said the Titans didn't even have a football team. You write correctly, said Wasp. Well, they do have Derrick Henry. And I said he is a monster, right? He's the man. He's the king. He has
0: 783 rush yards right now through six weeks. He's on pace for 2,349 in an 18-game schedule.
1: But I said one man can't carry a football team. Well, he did literally and and now i can go on to this week's but i blew that one there we go
0: i'll agree i've been uh, off with the bills right with the bills you know the bills are still a great team The the tennessee game was great i thought josh allen could have done a little bit more to pick up that half inch but you know that's football games end on those plays all the time that's football
2: decisions you know it, it comes down to and a lot of those are coaching decisions last minute decisions you know you play a whole game you know in any sport and, and a lot of the games with good competitors come down to those last minute those last minute decisions the the last minute you know plays that you have to make to either win or you know sometimes lose the last game last
0: minute geno smith fumble in overtime oh my
2: goodness <laughs> so man, let's I mean, talk
0: seahawks real quick i mean let's go seahawks uh saints at seahawks uh we got new orleans minus four and a half we got geno smith at the helm for the seahawks we got alvin Kamara. Jameis Winston. Right now, 55% of America's on the Saints. What do you guys think, John?
2: Um, I'm going to have to roll with the Saints this week. I think that, uh, you know, the cohesion the Saints have, at least, uh, what's going on offensively is going to be able to put them over the top there. Um, you know, over, you know, the, the Seahawks team with, a, you know, obviously a backup quarterback, um, you know, a little bit banged up in a couple of areas, you know, in the secondary as well. Um, you know, I think they still have a shot. I mean, I don't want to completely write off Geno Smith. I mean, he came in when 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 um, when, when Russell first got hurt and had a you know had a pretty good game. Yeah. Sh- showed command of the huddle, showed he knew what he was doing. And he, I mean, he's still an NFL quarterback, you know. So um, I don't want to take too much away from them. But I think uh, the scheme of Sean Payton. I think you know Jameis Winston still coming around a little bit. And uh, I know Taysom Hill got hurt. I know that's kind of hurting them a little bit. But I think I think the cohesion they have, at least from having him as a quarterback there the whole time and kind of kind of having that offense together. I think the going to be able to edge out the Seahawks in the long run governor you
1: know I think uh, two things one the Saints coming off the bye so I think they're going to be one prepared two rested and maybe a little healthier Uh, number two I personally think with Taysom Hill being banged up that Winston's going to get more play he can kind of concentrate on being the man throwing the ball and making the plays he needs to play I think instead of uh, Taysom Hill getting a lot of the runs they're going to push Kamara around more and he needs to have the ball in his hands and guess what their defense is fantastic
0: All right, so Saints. I'm going to go Saints as well. Like I said, Kamara coming off a bye week. I think he's their most important player. He'll be fresh. He'll be running maybe two touchdowns. And I got to say, I'm rooting against the Seahawks this year because now with the Jets getting the first-round pick of the Seahawks, I would love to have a number three and four pick coming next year and really change up the dynamic of the team with two monster talents, whether it's on the offensive or the defensive side of the ball. So, all right, uh, we got Saints all the way around. Next one, we got Colts, 49ers, San Fran minus four. We got Carson Wentz, we got the Indy running game. Kittle still on IR. Right now, 73% of America is saying San Francisco. John, what do you think?
2: Um, I'm kind of torn. I'm a San Francisco fan um, by nature, so I'm a little bit biased. But, I mean, i got to look at the reality of the situation. I don't know what we're doing at quarterback. <laughs> I think a lot of the, the 49ers faith or, are a little confused as well. Um, you know, Kittle being hurt, not great. All of our running backs, basically all of them are gone. So that changes the dynamic of our offense. We know we are 49ers. You're definitely a run-heavy team. And, um, and you know, the way we design our runs, you know, looks very great, but not not lately. So I'm just a little confused on, on, on what they're really going to be able to do offensively. Um, Jimmy coming off an of injury. I know um, – The the, the backup, you know, he still didn't – or he still is hurting from last week when he had to start two weeks ago now, Trey Lance, of course, so – I'm not sure what their plan is with him. I want to see him continue to evolve, but I don't think they have a clear cut plan offensively. I think that, you know, puts a lot of pressure on the defense. Defense is playing pretty well, um, you know, under D'Amico Ryans. I think he's doing a great job, the defensive coordinator, but um, I think the offense really isn't helping them out. So, you know, coming into the game, I mean, the fan in me wants to say 49ers, but I think they take a L this week. Um, Carson Wentz kind of playing good coming into his own um, up there with the Colts. They have a lot of great pieces up there. I think the Colts are going to edge them out, but the fan of me is going to be rooting for the Niners all day
1: That's
0: well, a Ch- I- as a Jet fan I understand
2: that well I tell you what I
1: always believe in if you're coming off the bye and you're playing at home you should win the game mm-hmm. however they have a lot of injuries they have a lot of questions they not they don't have their identity other than their defense so I see San Fran just kind of drifting and getting lost in that uh, that division the Colts on the other hand rough start right just a terrible start but Wentz is starting to improve. He's starting to make plays. Tough Jonathan, loss
0: against Baltimore.
1: Absolutely a tough loss. And look at Taylor just running as, you know running like crazy. And they do have pieces. They have Pittman. You had T. White come back last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guess what? Their defense is starting to play. They're getting guys back. So I think this is going to be a tough game on both sides of the ball. But I just kind of like the momentum that the Colts are putting together. And, and I see them close game. But I think the Colts will take it. Pains me to say it.
2: <laughs> Colts are glad going to win.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers off the bye. Um, Depot Samuel, I think he can have a big game. I think the Colts have had a rough schedule the last couple weeks. I think there's been a lot uh, a lot of energy they've put out there. I think 49ers could surprise them at home. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Colts have another good game. But if I had a lean one-way, I'll go San Fran minus four. Uh, final game, we got the Panthers three and three, Giants one and five, Carolina minus three, McCaffrey on IR, Sam Darnold having an up and down season and Saquon Barkley still questionable, but it looks like he's down for one more week, which makes the world difference, I think, for the Giants.
2: Huge difference. Um, huge difference. Just to to not have that presence in the backfield hurts the Giants. Um you know, there, there's there's a couple of bright spots for the Giants, but you know things are kind of looking bleak for them as well right now. Um, you know, I, I do like the coach Joe Judge. I like how he's kind of galvanizing the team and putting things together. But I just don't think they have enough right now. Um, you know, conversely, the other side, Sam Darnold playing good in the beginning of the year, first um, three games, first three games looking 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 like you know the Jets made a mistake getting rid of him first three games. But uh, now kind of you know have a little bit of funk. I believe I believe he continues to come out of his funk. I think he has a pretty a, a, a pretty good game coming up here against you know a banged-up Giants team. I think the Panthers are going to uh, come over this. I think Darnold has a big game, and the Panthers end up beating the Giants.
0: Yeah, I thought the same thing. The minus three kind of scared me. I thought that's a minus six and a half right away when it comes out, especially if Saquon's not playing. Daniel Jones hasn't really prove to be making the big time throws this year the defense hasn't really stepped up uh not sure about tony their new dynamic wide receiver out of florida with the with the ankle so there's a lot of pieces that are not there for the giants uh that make a huge difference so i'd have to lean panthers dj moore dropped a touchdown last week he had an off week i think he has a bounce back week um i have to lean panthers even though i love my giants it's just a rough year for the giants
1: well you know <clears throat> Like we said, the last two weeks I've been talking about the Panthers. It's all about Darnold and turnovers, and the last two weeks he hasn't played well. Uh, what did he have? Forty percent completion rate this past week. Now it wasn't all his fault. There was plenty of drops out there to go around. Anderson, DJ Moore, Chubba, everybody dropping the ball, and so that hurts. But at the end of the day, you look at the Carolina defense. They're playing well, right? A lot of pressure on a quarterback. Daniel Jones, he turns the ball over. Three offensive linemen are hurt in New York. Tony's not out. What a dynamic player. I'm really looking forward to seeing him get healthy again. Saquon, can't wait to see him come back. But I don't think they have the tools to get this done. And Matt Rule said, we're not going to play anymore with an offense based around Sam Darnold. We're going back to the run game. So if he holds that true... I think Caroline is going to take this in a low-scoring game, close, maybe 2017 Panthers.
0: All right. So I like that. Panthers all the way around. Well, we want to thank you guys. We want to thank uh, our sponsor, Steel Pixel Studios. We want to thank our producer, Ben, John, Glass. Thank you so much again for coming out. And uh, if you, we want to hear your input, go ahead. Uh, check us out on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, or give us a call, 484-242-8904. Uh, we want to say go Jets, uh, go Eagles. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Kahoon and the Wasp.